You're listening to the Refined Hippie Podcast, a show all about holistic lifestyle, nutrition, and plant-based veganism for a mind-body-spirit approach to living healthfully and happily for ourselves and our planet. Welcome to the show, my lovely friend. I am your host, Rebecca Henson. Thank you so much for joining me today on this very special episode. Today's topic is one that I am fiercely passionate about. It is one of my absolute favorite subjects to chat about, learn about, research, and has been for almost eight years or so. Uh, Many of you might know my health story, but those that don't, I have dealt with extreme GI problems. And since those began, I started deep diving or going down the rabbit hole, if you will, about everything gut microbiome. And what I discovered is that everything is dictated by the health of our gut microbiome. This is seriously the most pressing issue of our time because as the quote goes, all disease begins in the gut. And before I introduce my guest, I just want to say, if you know someone that could benefit from this information, which I think most people can, please be sure to share this episode with them. My guest today is Natasha Trenev, who is dubbed the mother of probiotics, having significantly contributed to the evolution of the probiotic industry. Her extensive experience and knowledge of the industry began with her family's 750-year history of producing prized yogurt for the royal family of Yugoslavia. In 1980, she became the first person in North America to introduce the category of probiotic dietary supplements for human use. She's the founder and president of Natron Incorporated, which makes probiotic products that come with 40 years of focused, rigorous scientific research and technology from leading scientists and researchers in the field of probiotics. We chat all things microbiome, microbiota, probiotics, and the supplement industry. We talk about how the gut impacts every aspect of human health, physical, mental, emotional, skin, and organ health. We get into autism, mental health, and more. So without further ado, here is my interview with the incredible Natasha Trenev. Hi, Natasha. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to join you today and talk about the most important thing for our health for the 21st century. Oh my gosh, isn't it? Absolutely. It is just an absolute honor. I, I've i known about you for a few years now. Actually, I've discovered your probiotics and you through Jenny Patel Thompson. She, oh, yes. Yeah. One of my first people that I really helped... Uh, Save her life, uh, but 25, 30 years ago. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, yeah, she was not able to digest and uh, feed her body, and she was just wasting away. And I spent about three months on the phone with her, working uh, with her and uh, her naturopathic doctor. And that's how she started her whole business because uh, she was a phenomenal uh, journalist. And then she decided to dedicate her life not just writing books, but providing the right supplement. And she's still very much uh, testing everybody. And I just told her, you know, Ginny, it's not about the money for me, but if there's anything better that comes out, I'll let you know. But right now, uh, nobody wants to do the uh, heavy lifting or make the right products because it's harder to sell. They just want something that the consumer sees, that they see a sell price and they'll buy and that's the end of it. Mm, Isn't that sad? Yeah, her story is so profound. Um, and you and she and and you are helping so many people because uh, everybody's guts are just jacked. <laughs> to I know. A better word, you know, I mean, they are so messed up. And, and a lot of times people don't even realize they have a messed up gut because they have other issues that in their minds aren't gut problems. You know, maybe they are going to the bathroom fine, you know, and but they have major hormone problems or skin issues or you know just the list goes on but they don't realize that that's connected to their gi health yeah as a matter of fact the gi tract is the uh, place where all disease begins including mental disease including skin disease including organ disease uh you know blood disease what it whatever it is it starts with that mechanism because remember 
your 27 feet of GI tract are there, is your outside window to the outside world. And you have to intake things from the outside world that need to be broken down safely. Uh, all of the uh, byproducts that are harmful to you be taken out by stomach acid, which generally eliminates, uh, breaks down protein and eliminates the bacteria, which are normally found with all the food that you ingest. And this is what people don't understand, that those bacteria found even on organic products that we ingest are much more uh, evolved because of all the chemicals we've used to destroy them. So we've created this problem. So they're not this simple, you know, possibly bad organisms. They're pretty heavy-duty pathogens. And even a small number that gets through can cause a lot of problems. And people need to understand that because we, we try to make everything too simplistic. And what I've noted is that a lot of people are great in talking about the issues like leaky gut, depression, you've got mood swings, you know, you've got irritable bowel syndrome, you're constipated, you're bloated, you've got diarrhea. But the problem is that you have to understand the whole system. We cannot continue to take products to treat symptoms because that has gotten us nowhere. In fact, we're getting worse every year that I'm here. Things are popping up that never popped up. We're spending $4.3 trillion on healthcare, yet we have 80% chronically ill people, and a lot of them are children. So how can we be doing better? That's why I asked my colleagues in the health food industry, how can we have 70 more years of alternative health styles of supposedly good eating, uh, organics. And we have still a number of chronic diseases growing. They're not decreasing, but they're growing rapidly. So something is wrong. We're not, we're delivering the message, but we don't have enough of the products that are honestly made that go along with that message. Mm -hmm. That's so true. And so many people, when, when I talk about, get on a soapbox about health or wellness, and one of their first comments will, will be to me, well, I take a probiotic. And I'm like, well, but what, you know, the, the industry is so saturated, just like the whole supplement industry, right? It's just yeah. saturated and there's no, um, there's no good regulation. I mean, you know better yeah. than I do. So. <laughs> yeah, well, let's let's set that straight. Um, as a person who's started many uh, industry organizations like the NNFA and the NFA, uh, I can just tell you that those organizations become destroyed anytime to uh, want to implement some self-regulation or self-testing. Uh, the people just don't want it because still to this day, I would say for the last 40 years since I'm aware of the testing, 80% of all dietary supplements do not contain what they tell you on the label. So when I tell people, please don't tell me you're taking something because you're wasting your time and money, because there's not enough of people like me left in the industry who are uh, only knowledgeable, but know how to self-regulate and would not put stuff out that they or their that they wouldn't give to their family or themselves. And so my job now is to get educated. It's not about making money. It's not about selling more product. Situation is too serious. Uh, you know, we all have to start listening to somebody who knows what they're talking about. And what I'm saying too serious is that we have more than 200 chemicals in our food. We have pesticides like glyphosate that's found in Roundup, the weed killer, who completely destroys our microbiome because they're also potent antibiotics and people are not aware of that. And the destruction of our microbiome is the cause of all these, what I call turbo cancers, and the explosion of colon cancers uh, in young people now. Before it was older people, but the numbers for old people are climbing rapidly. But even for uh, young people, I saw a stat the other day, uh, there's a 20% increase in colon cancer for people who are less than 45. And so, you know, uh, ignorance is no longer bliss. We have to really know what we're talking about we have to learn who to trust and who not to, to listen to because it's not a lack of gurus. It's not a lack of people professing to look wonderful and 
present themselves sexy and trying to promote something. Now we have to start listening because, and even the people who go to alternative practitioners, I think they in good faith promote products, not really understanding the science because especially in probiotics, the science is complex. And as the author of two probiotic labeling standards, one read into congressional record in 1995, I can tell you virtually uh, all, all the products on the market except mine are not following any labeling standard. Wow. They yeah, they follow it partially, but whatever they, they don't want to alert the customer to, they conveniently leave off the label. Wow. Yeah. I guess. So, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, so, so the point is that it's, first of all, you have to have the knowledge and the willingness to in, use only probiotic organisms that have evolved with humanity and can cause no harm to the uh, host, which is the human host, or to other beneficial bacteria. Because bacteria by design are mutually antagonistic. And very few of them cooperate together for the greater good. So all these products you see with the multiple strains are literally a waste of money and can do as much harm as they can do good. Hmm. And yeah, what they're, pardon me? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I feel like most of what's on the market is, you know, people have this idea that you more strains, the better, you know? It's not because they don't understand microbiology. But first of all, let's get in some definitions. The microbiome means the sum of all the genetic material of the 100 trillion microbes that line your GI tract from your mouth to the other end, okay? And the microbiota are the actual organisms that are part of that microbiome. So the microbiome of the microbes has 238 million genes versus our 22,000. So it's something we need to pay attention to because those bacteria are one of the two things that can turn on and off your genes. You yourself or your genes do not turn themselves on and off. Only your perception of reality, your thinking can turn on good or bad genes. Uh, the bacteria in your gut or the toxins they produce or the toxins you consume. Nothing else turns on your genes, okay? So we have to understand that what we put in our mouth is very important and that we can't be sold by hype. And there's too much hype and that, bacteria, that getting all these strains of bacteria doesn't necessarily mean we're getting the small intestinal health and the large intestinal health in order. It just means you've got a bunch of bacteria no one knows if they're actually in the product because you mix them up. Very difficult to discern what's actually in the product or at what count. So it's basically a product you don't know a lot about once it's mixed. And then second of all, uh, you don't wanna have bacteria that are not packaged appropriately because they're never dormant unless they're at minus 170. Everything else is arrested growth. So they're still growing inside the capsule inside the bottle and the minute they don't have any food coming in or waste going out, there's gonna be a competition and they're gonna start knocking each other out and the others who are not so sturdy will start dying off, especially in these so-called shelf-stable products, which is an anomaly because when they're talking about shelf-stable products, they're talking about 72 degrees Fahrenheit, which is found nowhere in distribution channels. So the consumer who's ignorant by design uh, comes in and say, oh, this is good. You know, they're, they're on the shelf and they're giving me, you know, some kind of an assurance that there's something in there and I'll just go and throw it in my hot trunk or I'll leave it, whatever, because it's shelf stable. And people who don't have a clue what shelf stability means or that these are living entities. And if you harm them, just like if you left a, child or a pet in the car, uh, they're not gonna function. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah, so, so what we're trying to do is we're trying to use bacteria that will implant in our small intestinal tract where all of our absorption and a lot of our immune function takes place in order for the immune cells 
not to become hyperactive or inactive. Hyperactive means that they're uh, throwing up a fit. Anything that uh, passes the intestinal wall is food. And that's called food sensitivity that later turns into allergies. And that the immune system gets good communication from the right bacteria when, they need, when, the, when it needs to be heightened to protect the body and when it needs to be slowed down or stop overreacting, which eventually leads to autoimmune disease. So I've taken a very complex subject and made it very simple for people to understand now. So it's, it's very simple. If you don't know what bacteria to, to uh, survive into your small intestine or what needs to be in your large intestine or what needs to pass through you every day, because 40% of your dry weight fecal matter is bacteria, you're wasting time and money and you're being duped into buying something that will do very little and not really uh, give you the result you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, all the different facets of gut health and, and how they impact us, um, how they impact basically every system of our body. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the gut, first of all, controls your metabolism, controls your hormone production and uh, reuptake of hormones, um, uh, the rebuilding of your body, which happens once a year. So every cell in your body is replaced every year, you know, three months for your skin, uh, three to five days for your intestinal lining, but it, everything is rebuilt. So if your body does not have the material and the proper function in the GI tract to produce healthy protein cells, but produces cheap protein, it will lead to disease such as cancer. Very simple. So, uh, every minute, your body loses 10, uh, 10 million cells, human cells, and your body needs to replace that because every year, your 50 trillion human cells that make you, you, are replaced, and you want to make sure your body's replacing it with healthy cells, not cheap or weakened cells. No, we don't want that. <laughs> no. Does that make sense? I'm trying. I'm trying not to get here technical. I'm just trying to. Oh, this is just for simple. yeah, basic basic overview for everybody to understand. Right. So, so your hair, your skin is a reflection of what's going on inside. So, if your hair is weak, your skin looks terrible. I mean, something terrible is going on on the inside, and we're fighting depression, especially young young women, and they don't understand the real gut brain relationship and they're buying the wrong type of probiotic that may help them with their mood, but also may diminish the most essential friendly bacteria for their large intestine because they're competitive and they've, they're, now they've chosen a, a probiotic that doesn't assure them that, yes, this is one friendly for one area, but may hurt other friendlies in another area. And I need that area just as much because I wanna keep my whole body healthy. You cannot probiotics just to treat symptoms. You have to find a probiotic that implants the right bacteria in the small intestine, that implants the right bacteria in the large intestine, that keeps that process moving and gives the body the tools to keep itself healthy or to heal itself. Because it's an ecosystem you are trying to maintain an optimal balance on a daily basis. And why is that? Uh, um, ecosystem compromised because people have done the wrong thing for the last 50 years. That's why it's compromised and getting worse. So there is no simple solution to a complex problem. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's, it's just so sad. And, and a lot of these autoimmune diseases and, and cancers, they're just becoming um, so normalized because they're so common, but just because something is common, I guess, doesn't mean it's normal, no, right? It's not normal for so many people to have chronic illness. You know, young people should be healthy. Babies should be healthy. We have an explosion of autism, uh, which one in 30 now. It's going to reach one in two by 2030. And I've been watching the numbers since, um, I should say, maybe from 30 or 40 years ago, when it was like one in 10,000. And we're spending billions of dollars. This is what I talk about hype. 
We're spending billions of dollars a year on various things on autism. Yes, it's helping in some fashion and, and there are kids that are getting better, but we don't have a combination of things that we're thoroughly tested and are getting the majority of the kids better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if you talk about diet, especially with autism, it's such a touchy subject. If you talk about food or gut health, a lot of people get defensive, they get angry, you know, if you talk about it. No, I know, and, and you can't because the food is what creates the problem. You know, the autistic child probably has a history uh, in the father's and the mother's side of three generations of digestive upsets. Those digestive upsets, the predisposition gets passed on. The only 7% of the women in North America have the right baby bacteria to pass on to the child. It's called bifidobacterium infantis. It's one that I introduced 40 years ago. Nobody knew what I was talking about. And without this bacteria, the uh, composition of the immune system cannot be regulated by the body because this is the bacteria that you get as you pass your mother's birth canal. And if she doesn't have it, you don't get it. And this is the only bacteria that has evolved with humanity. And actually breast milk was designed to feed exclusively this bacteria. So you can't be giving all this other stuff to the infant because this, you know, special, what they call you know, uh, additive in, in breast milk that's like a special food is the only food for this particular bacteria. The rates of C-section are up too, right? So then- Oh yeah, well, if it's C-section, forget it. Then that child gets nothing, right. even if it's breastfed. And then it's given a ton of vaccines, which uh, it, it has a weakened immune system, cannot handle it. The vaccines have, you know, toxic uh, preservatives, and then voila, we have a problem. And people say, oh, you're anti-vaxxer, you're into that. No, I'm anti-anything that's not given normally to a child to maximize its benefits and its ability to stay healthy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how anybody can, uh, with the vaccine stuff, It's it blows my mind, that they would think it's normal and that it's healthy and okay to give an, a newborn baby that's just born into the world within a few hours to give it all of these injections with all these toxins and think that that everything's going to be fine you know and and if you look past you know 50 years or 70 years the amount of vaccines that were given then compared to today is just like yeah so you know it's very simple you know um that's why as i said i'm still working um i have a retail and a consumer direct division and I know people like to shop online, but I think we're still the only company that actually has live people that will help you structure a precision probiotic program for you of products that actually have been in the literature for a hundred years, these organisms, and will survive stomach acid and will actually benefit the end user. And I think if people understood how important this is and what I'm trying to tell them, they would forget all this other hype. They would stop running around for enzymes, you know, hormone replacement, get your gut fixed first. Then you can decide what other things you need to add. But your gut, your body is a beautiful machine. It was designed to function. And the bacteria, uh, we are a hybrid of bacteria and human cells. We have to get that fixed first before we add anything else. You see, it's a, it's a relationship that's been broken and that we have to fix for lack of a better term. Well, yeah. As far as your probiotics uh, are concerned, I, I know you have capsules and you have powders. What are the different benefits of each of those? Or well, first you... of all, you know, the, the Healthy Trinity, which comes in a unique two-piece gel capsule with oil. Now, the only thing that doesn't get digested by your stomach juices is oil. So it's a very complex process where you take each organism and you add it to the oil separately so that never the organism never touch each other because they're in a closed-ended system. No food is coming in and no waste is going out. So when you micro-enrobe them, they're not antagonizing each other, okay? And then number two, 
the oil will not be digested in your stomach. It will be emulsified by bile in the upper small intestine. So your stomach does not have a chance to kill it. Yeah. Okay. So smart. Yeah. So what happens is that I've had an independent study in Europe where it shows that our healthy Trinity capsule protects our three uh, super strains for well over an hour at 1.8 HP, uh, pH, which is so low that literally would kill everything. So first of all, the bacteria arrive in the small intestine healthy and ready to go to work. And then the oil is emulsified by bile and all our three strains are bile tolerant. You see, you have to do know your science and you have to do your homework. And this costs money and time to make sure that the bacteria coming in survive and are able to be put in the right place in the GI tract so they can thrive. And if you don't do that, they won't thrive. And then the powders, what we do is a different delivery system. When you grow the bacteria, it's like you have to entice them to make all these beneficial byproducts, not only for themselves, but for the human host, because they're not gonna waste cellular energy to impress you. They do it only for their benefit. So what we do, it costs a fortune to freeze dry. We don't separate that growth medium and only concentrate the cells. And it's cheap to freeze dry the cells because they're only 3% of that whole mix. So you throw out 90, <laughs> You go, you throw out 97% of the good stuff. You only keep the cells because that's much cheaper to freeze dry. But now the cells are naked. They have no protection. They have no food. And they are put into the uh, large, small intestine naked, basically. And we're asking them, first they've been attacked by stomach acid. And they say, oh, we use enterocoding. Well, I say, excuse me, but enterocoding was made for pharmaceutical drugs. It was not made to protect bacteria through your stomach. I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. See, that's what I'm saying, that they are um, betting that you don't know, and they're going to uh -huh. tell you this, and it's going to sound, oh, yeah. But no, it's not designed to protect the bacteria. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that, you know, if people are armed with the facts, then they're not confused. And I say to people that, if you're buying something akin to the space shuttle, it's not gonna be cheap because we don't buy our ingredients anywhere except in the United States, Europe, and Canada. I don't buy anything from Asia. And each raw material is quarantined and tested by an outside lab before it's ever used in any of our production procedures. And when, when the Chinese firm was looking for someone to represent on Tmall, they went to at least a dozen so-called manufacturers. They found out these people don't manufacture it. They buy, they buy the concentra concentrates of cells that blend it with some excipient and they encapsulate it. And they buy the raw material from all over the world. And the Chinese said, nope, we don't want that. We can't trust that you know, formulation, so we're not gonna go for it. And so people are getting smarter, they're finding out. And this is too important for people to be ignorant. Um, I, I help people with skin problems like psoriasis, rosacea, uh, you know, dermatitis, acne, not by curing the, the disease, but by giving the body the right bacteria so that the body can start healing itself. See, you don't buy a separate product for mood swings, for depression, a separate product for uh, your small intestine, for bloating, for gas. It has to be something that's there, that's part of you. And once it's part of you and has evolved with you, all of those problems disappear because they're normal problems that happen when you don't have the right beneficial bacteria in your 27 feet of GI tract. In other words, probiotics should never be used to cure symptoms, they're not drugs. And any time they use it to cure, cure drugs, you gotta ask, okay, they're curing this, but what else are they doing that's not so good? Okay, so it's very simple once you understand, you know? And I tell people, uh, there's no such thing as buying a cheap parachute because you don't wanna go skydiving with a cheap parachute. Well, I want the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wanna make sure that 
you're diving with something that's going to open every time you need it. Right. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. So what what yeah. is what other issues do do the people place uh, to you that you need explanation on? Um, I don't know. I'd love to talk about mental health just because um, it's pretty obvious that we have a complete mental health crisis. Um, and I think people look at me like I'm crazy when I, you know, if you're talking about this in, in a group setting, and then I, I'll bring up gut health and they look at me like, what are you talking about? We're talking about the brain, you know, <laughs> but there's something that, you know, like we, I think we touched on it just briefly about the, you know, the gut brain axis, but, uh, just talk a little bit about that with right. There's um there's a different uh, nervous system called the enteric nervous system that's completely separate and produces these neurochemicals like serotonin and dopamine and a precursor to GABA and tryptophan, just four. And uh, about ninety percent of your serotonin gets produced in the gut. And then that enteric nervous system pushes them up via the vagus nerve up to the first brain. So if you're not getting enough of those chemicals, there's an interruption of that production. Uh, you start feeling uh, like you're deprived of those good feel chemicals. And then it's a loop. Your perception of reality, you're, you're unhappy with yourself, then makes your GI tract a less desirable home for these bacteria. And then you st they start producing less of these necessary neuro uh, stimulants or neurochemicals that are so important for your brain health. And then it's a loop. You keep thinking negatively. They're not there to produce the substance that you need to help you get back into a better mood. And so then you have to specifically put in bacteria into the small and large intestine to create that optimal condition so that these neurochemicals can be produced again and send up to the first brain. And I always tell people, get into meditation, start making more friends, get away from uh, social media, have a real life, and you know, start eating the right food. And I'm not talking about buying packaged vegan food. I'm sorry, no, I have to no, say no. that. No, I whole food plant-based here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so I tell people, if you wanna become a, a vegan, you know, learn how to uh, cook Indian food because they for centuries have figured out how to maintain a vegan diet and stay healthy. So true. Mm -hmm. Now, don't go buy something packaged in the health food store because it's the vegan is on there. Oh, gosh, no. So, no. I don't promote that at all. <laughs> Again, that's just like the probiotic industry. People are jumping on that bandwagon and then they're like, oh, I'm going to sell more stuff. Just put the word vegan or just put the word gluten-free and then everybody will buy it, you know? Yeah. But I, I told them, I said, you're buying the product for what it doesn't have in it rather than what it does have in it. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I said, you're buying the product for the nose, but you're not really understanding why it makes this, what's this product about and why you're buying it in the first place. You see, and, and it's and it's a kind of call a brain dead decision-making. You have to know, first of all, what you're buying, understand what you're buying. Why are you buying it? What is it supposed to do for you? And then, yes, then we eliminate all these other things, but as a society, and because we are so chronically ill, we're, we're becoming allergic to almost everything. Food that's normal that we should be able to eat is become, we, we're gonna get to the place where we'll be able to eat anything. I know, I know. I mean, I remember as a kid, I mean, growing up in the eighties and nineties, I didn't know anyone in my school. And I went to a very, I went to a small school, but there were no, there was no one, that we know of that had food allergy. And now it's like, you can't even have certain foods at school, right? Because there's yeah. so many you're peanuts, allergic. Yeah, peanut allergy is so severe. Well, peanuts, the reason peanut allergies are so severe has the pesticide. There's so much spraying of pesticide and peanuts that it gets to the point where not only the body becomes allergic to the pesticides, but it belongs, becomes allergic to the peanut. Mm -hmm. So that's what, what I call what most people don't understand. First, it's allergic to the chemical that's associated with that food carrier. And then it becomes allergic to the food just to stop the ingestion of that poison. Yeah. I, I often say that I'm not gluten-free. I'm glyphosate-free. 
because uh, that was like the first thing I did was go gluten-free. But at the time, I didn't even know why I was going gluten-free, but I did feel better. You know, I was like not eating breads and all this kind of thing. And then, you know, eventually I found out that it was it's the glyphosate that's causing the problems to my body and my gut microbiome. Yep. Yep. And this is what I think we need to teach. So, you know, the, did that explain to you what the connection is between the first brain and the gut? And people have to learn that our body is not separate that everything that happens in the body stems from what's going on in your GI tract and what's going up here. If your perception of reality is bad, you're gonna make everything else in your body slow down and work worse. So you also have to get rid of those bad thoughts and those unhappy thoughts. I think a lot of people feel like they're unloved. People are incapable of loving other people because they're so isolated. Oh, oh gosh. And now after the pandemic and more people are working from home and like, don't see human beings. And that's not normal. That's not natural. No, no, yeah. no. It's like being in a prison. Yeah, it is. And it's like a self-inflicted right. self prison, <laughs> you know, like the yeah. way we in. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's why I have various programs and it's not that complicated. It's like going to a gym. You don't want to be just doing uh, one thing at the gym, like walking in the treadmill. We've become much more sophisticated. So Probiotics is more complex than that. The right probiotic that's safe at any level, that's made appropriately, that knows where it's gonna go in the intestinal tract, where it's gonna do its job and make sure that you, the human being, is enjoying optimal health. And that's where we have to go because we've been hyped too long and we've been looking at these 30 second shots. Now it's like eight seconds of people's attention span. And we have an explosion of young people that are ill all the time. Yeah. And so many people have taken antibiotics. I am one of these people that when I was younger, that was just kind of the default of the doctors to give me antibiotics. And this is definitely what helped contribute to my major GI issues. I was put on antibiotics for acne for years, for years. So no wonder I ended up yeah. with the way I am, you know? Um, or the issues that I've had, uh, what, for somebody who does have, like, let's say, you know, you have a surgery or there is some dire need that you have to take antibiotics and you can't avoid it, you know, what is your recommendation? Well, when you take an antibiotic for whatever reason, two hours after the antibiotic, you take one of our precision probiotics and that's to make sure you maintain the space because in microbiology, a void is not tolerated. So there's always 10% of that organism that you're trying to kill that survives. It's a part of a survival technique. So you wanna make sure you take the, our probiotic two hour after each dose of the antibiotic. And when you finish the antibiotic, never stop and not finish the antibiotic, that's very dangerous. Then continue for doubling the doses for the next two weeks to make sure there's nothing, no harm that's been done in your GI tract while you were taking the antibiotic. Mm, great. Because you're, you're, you're reseeding an ecosystem. You know, people have to, they understand outside ecosystem, but I said the, the ecosystem you should be more concerned about or the most concerned about is the one inside your GI tract and all over your body. Because the bacteria are everywhere. They're in your brain cells. They're in your mitochondria. They're in your reproductive organs. They're on your skin. They're in your blood. They're everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I had, uh, have you ever heard of dark field micro, how do you say it? Well, it's like live, live, yeah, I never say that word for some reason. Uh, live blood analysis, that's easier for me to say. I had that done a couple uh, months ago and it was pretty, it was wild. Such a crazy thing. Yeah, well, it it gives you a snap picture, but your body is remembering a state of rebuilding itself every day, and so you you have to make sure that you're nourishing your body rather than just feeding your body, and that you know when you sit down to eat, you stop all the other annoyances and don't eat on the run, don't eat when you're upset because all makes a difference, right. It's all connected. You know, so what I can advise people is that get serious about your microbiome. If we get our microbiomes fixed, we can start slowly seeing all of these diseases fade away. 
and stop eating the, the processed chemical foods. So as I said, we're going to get to the point where we won't be able to eat anything. And, you know, and even the plants and the vegetables, if they're GMO, you know, they're not healthy. And if even if they're organic, if you don't wash them and prepare them properly, they're going to harm you because because they're organic, they have more live bacteria on them. And you don't want to ingest the soil bacteria. And I'll tell you why, because if you come from any culture, the first thing your mother or your uh, female relatives teach you is you got to wash everything before you eat it. Why? Because you need to wash off the bacteria and the dirt that you pick up from those vegetables that have been grown outside. And so it's totally crazy for me when I hear that people are taking soil bacteria in. I said, no, they are part of your food chain, but they're not something that you want to increase uh, levels of because they will produce toxins to clean up the territory for themselves. If toxins are produced, not only will they damage your body, they can trigger a uh, gene that you don't want to have turned on and you have problems. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, ignorance. Yeah, for sure. I mean, playing in the dirt has been, you know, like there's, that's one thing that I feel like we, we have lost as a society is kids playing in the dirt or, you know, everything's over sterilized, um, but you're not ingesting it. So, that, I mean, when you, when, when people talk about that, like playing in the dirt and helping your microbiome, is that more about like the outside microbiome then? Cause then I don't really. No, you know what? It's a dangerous thought because number one, uh, it's not a healthy society. We've had 50 years of abusing antibiotics. So we've got a lot of resistant bacteria in the soil. So giving a child that probably doesn't have the right bacteria and the right immune protection in a very compromised environment uh, may sound right, but I would not approve of it. I mean, 100 years ago, it would have been maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, even 50 years ago, it would be okay. But it depends on the microbiome. Is that something that everybody in your family has been doing for the several generations and there's no problem. In fact, I worked on the first autism case that was diagnosed after a child swallowed sand uh, in, in the sandbox. Oh my gosh. And, and the reason they got the autism is because they picked up an organism called Clostridium tetani, the, the bacteria that uh, gives you tetanus, that they get a tetanus shot against. That bacteria that child swallowed in the sand and within days, he, he started showing signs on the spectrum, lost his ability to communicate, became, uh, you know, couldn't even uh, re retain his uh, potty training, nothing. We had, we had to start from the beginning. It's a very famous case, case uh, was the, documented by Ellen Bolte. And, uh, you know, she, we talked about it. In fact, it was so many years ago that the, the father of anaerobic microbiology recommended me to the gastroenterologist to act as an advisor. And the tragedy was that he didn't want to listen to me. You know, and yeah, they, they gave the child vancomycin and it did help him in the beginning. But I said, if you give him just vancomycin, just what I explained, and don't give him the probiotic two hours later, they're not, they're, you know, they're going to have this problem because now the bacteria are going to go resistant. And even if you give them the probiotic, it's not going to work as well because now you have a stronger resistant bacteria. Mm. That's exactly what happened. Wouldn't listen to me, gave the drug for three months, the child got better. And all of a sudden started going down. Now they call me up. Oh, can we have the probiotic? I said, I can stop some of the erosion, but I have no idea how much this resistance, this bacteria has developed because you've now fed it the strongest antibiotic known to the medical community for three months. Oh, God. And I'm supposed to fix that now? Three months. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen stats on, you know, if you take seven days worth of antibiotics, then it, it, then it takes your body, you know, six months or whatever. So three months would be like years. That yeah. Yeah. I mean, a small child. Yeah. How awful. But you see, the thing is, you're trying to fight a very strong way of thinking. And that's what I'm telling people. It's 
you know, when I'm appealing to people, please don't buy probiotics in the mass market stuff, especially stuff that sits on the shelf. Don't buy stuff in the health food store that sits on the shelf. Don't buy products that don't have a correct label. And on my website, natrin.com, it tells you how to read a probiotic label based on the standard that I put. So if you don't know these three things, you're gonna be duped into buying all kinds of stuff by those people invariably are not the formulators and not the manufacturers of the probiotic. They may be encapsulating it, they may be putting it in a bottle, they may be shipping it, but they're not actually formulating and making the product. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of the supplement industry has gotten gobbled up too by like bigger companies, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Nestle owns a lot of the, uh, the uh, so-called health companies now, including Garden of Life, they own it. Uh, Clorox, um, Procter & Gamble. Uh, you'd be surprised the companies. Yeah, they bought up a lot of the dietary supplement industry companies. And the original founders have gone. Exactly. I feel like a lot of times with, with companies, um, once the original founder is not part of it, I feel like it just goes to pot because they don't have the same, you know, passion for it or whatnot. Yeah. Well, that's what I, we, I was staying so long. I'm 75. By the way. Well, you look I'm, great. So it's all the probiotics. <laughs> uh, yeah. I hope, you know, people, I still put in 10 or 12 hours a day because I love it. And that's why I'm trying to ensure that first of all, I teach people how to choose because that'll force the people to make the right things. And number two, not to allow anybody to take over that doesn't have the same passion. And it's been very difficult uh, because we still have a society that's all about the money. Now I say to people, I'm not against money. I'm only against what you do for it and with it. And you can make money honestly. It's just that you sold yourself the idea that it's too difficult to do the right thing and make a lot of money. Mm, very true. And we have to switch that paradigm. We have to say, yes, you can do the right thing and make good money, live well, and help millions of people get their lives together. Amen. Well, I'm yeah. so grateful for you. Then it becomes what the Chinese says, an energy exchange. I'm giving you my money and you're giving me a superior product that's going to do well for me. Absolutely. You care. So care. Isn't that just, that just simply beautiful? It's beautiful. a great energy exchange. Absolutely. Yeah. And by the way, I wish we in America adopt that because the Chinese pay doctors to keep them well. If, if they get sick, they fire the doctor. No way. Yeah. It's a completely different. They will spend any money and they're not that impressed by science. They're impressed by real case histories and who's behind the product and if their family is able to stay well using the product. And I think that's what we should consider in this country because I'm not against pharmaceuticals, but we've become way too dependent on the pharmaceuticals and we've become sort of brain dead. No, oh, just give me a pill to get rid of this. Yeah, we all think that there's a magic bullet that comes from big pharma, but mm -hmm. they all have, most of them, most almost all of them, I would say, have some side effect. I mean, they're not, it's not the end all be all, you know? And like you were saying, they just cover up the symptoms. They don't get to the root cause, so. Yep. Well, again, it has been absolutely an honor. I I know that um, I've learned a lot and I know that my listeners have. So thank you so much for- Yeah, I just wanna, I just wanna give them where they can find the product at natrin.com. And I, I do encourage them to call the number because the three ladies that are still with me have been with me. One has been with me 23 years, another one 15 or 16 years, and another one 12 years. And they stay because they love their jobs. This is not a marketing place. We really sit down and help you organize a plan for yourself. And I feel that what's going on in the environment now with the number of sick people there are, we need to really make a difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll put all of so, that information in the show notes as well. So yeah, please. So, so may I just give out the number? It's yeah. really easy oh, to remember. Absolutely. It's um, 866, the number four, and then spell out Natrin, which is N-A-T-R-E-N. -E and I really love to hear your stories. Uh, I deal with six or seven people myself. 
give them recommendations. And uh, it always makes me feel good when somebody calls me and says, thank you, you've saved my life. And why didn't I know about this before? And I said, that's why I'm doing this because it's not a business model. It's what we used to do in the health food industry in the early days. Uh, we gave our life for our passion and to make sure that people, whatever they bought that we were selling, benefited from it so that there, that was that equal exchange of energy. Well, I appreciate you so much. We need more, we need more Natasha's. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you're, you can become the carriers for the next generation. I'm trying, I'm trying my hardest. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Very good. Listen, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you for the interview. And I hope what I've told here, what I've said here will help many people get their lives better and get themselves better. I know it will. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. All I can say is that I love it. I love talking about probiotics, microbiome, gut health. It is the best and can really change the complete trajectory of our society if we can get a hold of our microbiome and scream it at the rooftops that everything is connected to your gut health. So with that, please be sure to go to Natasha's website. Again, all of that information will be in the show notes. And until next time, my beautiful friend, Peace and plants. <laughs>